0: You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I
1: I knew where you were going with it, and I had to shoot that down right away (laughs) because the plan was for us to get, if we weren't married by 30, we were going to get married just for the tax breaks.
0: You know what, man? I expected more from the tax breaks. And we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Happy 2019, Brazilian tie! Did you make it to midnight on New Year's Eve?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a oh, little Oh, yeah. Rough you on... went all out? I, I'd be disappointed if you didn't. It was New Year's Day. It was very rough <laughs> on New Year's Day, needless to say. <laughs> I, uh... I don't know if anybody else listens to spit and chiclets, but we decided to drink some Pink Whitney's, which is basically just pink lemonade and vodka. Ooh, and quote, that's, uh, that reminds me yeah. of the old pink drink at Taylor Field. <laughs> to, to quote Ryan from Horseman when we were at Grey Cup, ooh, that's dangerous, was spoken a couple times. And then I decided to drink 15 Bud Lights and then fall flat on my ass as we left the house party. And I spent twenty dollars at Seven Eleven, and we stayed up till four a.m. playing YouTube roulette at my place. So twenty bucks—that's
0: the only part I'm disappointed about.
1: <laughs> well, they, they didn't have much left.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I guess. I guess I could. That's forgivable. <laughs> In the huddle with Karan Tai on the Two and Out podcast.
0: I made it to midnight. What did I do? I drank. Uh, Probably two liters of Coke, uh, eight, probably two pounds of Chinese food, and a family-sized bag of chips for uh, some uh, chips and dip. The old herb and
1: spice. What do you go with when you get the dip? Uh, onion, French onion, or whatever it is. Hell of a good, though. It's There's be both. There's
0: French onion and onion. It's kind of intimidating. Like, which I, one do you choose?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I just pick. As long as it's <laughs> hell of a good and not not uh, not the Philly one, Then it, then we're all good.
0: So I, I'll be honest, I went for the Philly, but the hell of a good stuff, it's good and it's, it's cheaper. The first time I had the uh-huh. hell of a good was actually at a gray cup. <laughs> <laughs> they set up outside of the stadium and they had free dip.
1: That, sound, that sounds like the perfect gray cup.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I, I really don't know where to start to recap all of the news that has happened so far in 2019. Let's start.
1: With the, Milan Lucic scored a goal last night. I mean, that's pretty big. Holy crap. Yeah. So if that streak ends, you know there's going to be other ones that got end at some point, right? I mean, if Lucic can score, Tyrell's <laughs> what, dry spell
0: is going to be coming to an end. What,
1: what am I doing wrong? Can,
0: can Ty score? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've been known to uh, tuck a few biscuits in the basket in rec league. <laughs> Or is that not what we're talking about here? (laughs) Where are you now? Uh, About 90 kilometers south of Grand Prairie-ish. So literally the middle of nowhere. Um, We woke up this morning as we were leaving camp, leaving the boot room. There's a big sign on the door. Hey, there was a cougar kicking around here last night and like not... Like, it was an actual feline, like an actual cougar. Don't get any ideas. Um, like, hey, be on the lookout. I was like, oh, that that's awesome. We're going to go in the bush with no cell service and walk through thigh or waist-deep snow and just hope we don't get eaten. Why
0: did not you just try your bullfighting strategy? Stay below them so they're
1: not threatened. <laughs> um, because I have a feeling that that would just make it easier for them to eat me. <laughs> well, let's talk about...
0: I guess the mass exodus of players down to the NFL. I, I'm just going to name them off. Uh, Deontay Spencer goes to the Steelers. Mark and Michelle goes to the Eagles. Actually, the Eagles are very busy in signing CFL players. They also mm. take Alex Singleton and Mercy Mastin of uh, the Eskimos. Uh, James Vaughters of the Stamps goes to the Bears. Jameer Thurman goes to the Bears. Sam Aguavin heads to the Dolphins. Jake Ceresna of the Eskimos goes to the Giants. Bryant Mitchell to the Cardinals. Duke Williams to the Bills. Tavon Campbell to the Jets. Ty Long to the Chargers. I don't know if we've ever seen uh, this many guys all at once uh, make the exit and head down to the NFL. Um, I, I know that teams are now allowed to release guys from their contract to head to the National Football League so that plays a part of it but it's not like there's much certainty with the CBA up here as well so there's not really much of a reason to stick around at this point
1: no and those two factors and with that with the new league the American Alliance Football I mean they're taking players that would normally you know have NFL interest so the NFL is going to be looking other places uh you know so that's going to be some of it um, and a lot of these guys are like, you look at guys like Alex Singleton and, and Deontay Spencer, uh, you know, Duke Williams, like Duke, Duke Williams is a big guy. Like, he he'll, he'll be fine. Um, you know, he's, if he gets a fair shot unlike we saw with, uh, Dorrell Walker in Tampa, who had, I think two targets in the preseason and he was back. Um, you know, these, these guys excel in the CFL and I, and if they're able, they might only be special teamers, maybe for for the first year or two. But if they're able to show something, they they could stick with a team and, and carve out a new a new career in the NFL for sure.
0: Yeah, and in the same breath, you see something like Tavon Campbell, where mm-hmm. I'm I'm not going to call him a bad player, but I wouldn't call him a top. He's not an all star in the CFL, but. No he's fast and he's got speed and the NFL, they they like those measurables, so I, I mean I, I don't know how much of a shot he does have with the Jets, but he's taking his shot uh, in in the States and you can't fault him for it but that's okay. kind of what NFL teams look at sometimes they just look at what you look like on paper and if you can't mm-hmm. run the, a 40 this fast or you don't have this much height, well, they don't look at you, but there are a lot of guys that are getting shots. I don't know how many of them are legit shots. Um, uh, if these guys end up just being training camp bodies next year, I don't know. But uh, I wish all of them the best. I, I, I feel like guys like Aguavin and Singleton and Duke Williams probably have the best shot. And, I mean, Ty Long, he had a hell of a year punting for the Lions, so... Uh, the Chargers a, can't
1: keep a kicker for more than three games, so he he might end up being their Pro Bowl selection.
0: Well, look at some of the the kicking performances in the
1: NFL. <laughs> oh, poor Chris Parkey.
0: It's like the story of the league right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> the missed field goals. It's, it's crazy. Consistently inconsistent. So uh, good luck to all these guys. There's one name that we're kind of waiting on, and that is Beau Levi-Mitchell. Uh, the, the CFL meetings are happening basically as we record in Mont-Tremblant, uh, Quebec. And John I Hoptagle- love how you say Quebec.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just Quebec. It's not Quebec or Quebec. It's Quebec. It's Quebec. It's so, it's so anglophone. It's unreal.
0: Well, I have the worst accent of all time.
1: So I I, I've been doing, I I think your old co-host might have the worst accent of all time.
0: Okay, yeah, that, he he's definitely <laughs> a consideration. But I was exposed over the Christmas break. I did some announcing for uh, the volleyball team here uh, at the college, and they were playing Ooh. a Quebec team. Oh, I was a mess.
1: <laughs> Guy love <flour. laughs>
0: Hey, if if they had hockey names, I did okay, but everything else, the name of the school, I remember they came and they had to spell it out for me on how to pr- pronounce the... Oh, I just absolutely uh, blew it.
1: Do you mean phonetically?
0: <laughs> well, basically, they they came and I, I said, how do you say it? And they said it, and I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> Porquoi? It was an absolute mess, but where I was trying to go is that John Huffnagel has said, or he's basically told Bull Levi Mitchell that they need an answer as to what he's going to do before free agency, and that is February 12th. 10 a.m. Mountain Time, I guess, noon Eastern, when free agency officially opens in the CFL. So I think we're going to be learning about Bo Levi Mitchell's fate sooner rather than later. He worked out with almost half the NFL uh, in December, it seemed like.
1: Yeah, and, and, you know, Huffnagel giving him an ultimatum or or a deadline is completely fair. Uh, You know, he's got a team to run. He needs to know if Bo is going to be taking that shot or, you know, going to be coming back so he's got he's got to put a football team on the field and have a viable quarterback uh don't know what nick arbuckle really is uh you know i could see that if if you know come february 12th if bo's not if bo decides no i'm going to take my shot uh calgary could be in the market for for some guys And, and maybe not for agent wise but i mean trades and everything we could see a vast vastly different uh quarterback setup in the cfl not not just You know, with one of your teams, but for a lot of guys, uh, just with the way free agency has gone and with the CBA, like we said, uh, almost everybody was a free agent coming into this offseason anyways. Well,
0: the way we sit right now, only three teams in the league look like they know what they're doing at quarterback going into the year. Uh, The Bombers are going to have Nichols. uh, The Owls are going to have Manziel, unless (laughs) they could trade him. You never know. And the Ticats have... Uh, Mazzoli. So that's the only situation that or the well, only situations and, that seem to be settled right now.
1: And, and Zach Kalaros is still signed through this season. Is he not? But that doesn't mean Saskatchewan knows what they're doing with their quarterbacks.
0: <laughs> they might be better off with no quarterback.
1: Yeah. Just run the wildcat <laughs> with Marshall. Why not? (laughs) It works inside the three. Why can't it work from our own three and march down the field?
0: Exactly. So despite the collective bargaining agreement not being set up and not being finished, some players are signing extensions. And the, the Bombers have actually been pretty busy. Justin Medlock signs for another two years. And it was interesting. Last off season. it was kind of touch and go with him. He wasn't sure if he was going to even come back. But they get him for another two years after he, uh, he had himself a nice season, as he always does. Jake Thomas, the defensive tackle, re-ups in Winnipeg. The fullback, John Rush. He's without that hair, isn't he, though?
1: Yeah, but have you seen his dog?
0: Yeah, you're in love with that dog, and you don't strike that, me like much of a dog but- person.
1: Bone looks so cool. Like of course of course Rush is going to sign an extension cuz that dog is going to eat him out of house and home. So yeah, he needs all the money he, needs he can the get. Money. <laughs> He's the only Bone is the only reason I follow him on Twitter now. <laughs> Sorry, but
0: So what's your ratio? Does like if he goes 3 tweets without talking about Bone, unfollowed?
1: I haven't seen a tweet where it's not about his dog. Oh, okay. So that's perfect. <laughs> since, since he got the dog
0: yeah of course <laughs> yeah. Uh, long snapper chad remple uh, resigns but this one was a little bit frustrating or surprising i think wednesday evening we get news that chris randall defensive back uh, has been in winnipeg for 5 years was in calgary for 2 years before that has been released of course he is on the wrong side wrong side of 30 I'm on the wrong side of thirty. You're on the wrong side of thirty, but uh, well, uh, I, I didn't mean to remind you. But I, I didn't think Randall would be looking for a job at this point.
1: No, it's a little surprising. Uh, you know, he's he, like the wrong side of thirty. He is thirty, so it's not. That's like the like wrong the side. The, it's not like it's the end of the world. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, it's not. Uh, Seventeen games last year. Uh, 57 tackles. He's not, he's not your premier DB, but he gets the job done. And and the way that that defense has been playing the last couple of years, I don't know why y- you would mess with that. Like two interceptions. I uh, didn't know fumble recovers or anything. And he, and he still, or sorry, 52 tackles, 57 if you count his special teams. So. I wouldn't want to meddle too much with that defense. Maybe they know something we don't, or maybe they saw something that they didn't like where, where he's starting to decline. But if I'm not mistaken, looking at his uh, previous years, um, he's, he's just as good as he was in 2017. So, you know, less, less interceptions and he doesn't have the TDs, but I mean, the tackles are still up there, uh, sacks and everything. And he's, he's dependable. So I, I'd, I don't know. They must know something. It could be money. Uh, There's a lot of other – there's a lot of of variables that can come into it. It's just very surprising, like you said.
0: The Argos end up extending Q Ford, and according to Jim Pop, they're taking a wait-and-see approach with Ricky Ray. Uh, I find it a bit curious that he hasn't made an official decision yet. I kind of feel like if he was going to retire, he would have done so
1: already. I think he still wants to play. I think it's going to come down to training camp when he actually gets to start taking reps again and you know gets hit a little bit and see just how he feels because like what he went through this start in week two and from from then on was just you know you, you hate to see it and it was a freak injury but I mean when it's head and neck you got to take all the precautions you can so I think I think he wants to play but he, he's kind of playing the wait and see game and see uh, how he feels whether or not Toronto is willing to. You know, take a chance on that in training camp is another thing.
0: The Alouettes are going to have another uh, quarterback on their sidelines for training camp, and that is a Canadian quarterback, Hugo Richard. Uh, Played for Laval, ended up winning two Vanier Cups there. I mean, uh, I feel like a monkey could win uh, Vanier Cups with Laval, but uh, he did. And I just think it's cool to see a Canadian quarterback uh, back into the league and hopefully have another shot. I mean, if he's got a shot anywhere, it's probably in Montreal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's a pretty safe bet, yes.
0: Is that the first uh, Montreal Swear Jar edition of 2019? Holy crap. That,
1: that's your toonie, not mine.
0: My toonie. That's a good old large <laughs> double-double right down the toilet.
1: <laughs> oh, Thanks, man. man, it's 3 bucks for a bottle of Coke here in camp. Really? Yeah, I, I still pay it, though.
0: I thought they would supply you guys with Coke. No. And that's not an oil field joke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, when you first said it, I was like, well, I'm pretty sure I could find some. But <laughs> <laughs> If you just stood in the hallway and yelled,
0: does anybody have any Coke? Do you think? <laughs> how long would it take?
1: <laughs> Depends on which hallway you're in. <laughs> Depends on on what dorm you go to. The further we get from the kitchen, the shadier it gets.
0: (laughs) All all the the upstanding characters are close to the kitchen? I
1: am in, so I am in dorm C. So it's like, you know, basically living eh, south of 36th Street in Lloyd. Or like, you know, so anything past me, you get a little closer to Highway 16. If you're in like H or J, you're basically up by tate's liquor store on the north end and you don't want to be
0: there <laughs> i don't i bet you about three people that no lloyd are <laughs> listening to this but that's you why. don't want to be on the north end that's nope, all you like need to I, know
1: where i grew up by the movie theater is the north end of every city crappy edmonton yes well no Edmonton—it depends on which where you are. And like, if you come in from Fort Sask on Highway 15, it's really nice. Um, you know, but if you get around Rexall, it's a dump. Yeah. Um. Like I don't know, the north end of Marshall isn't bad. It's right on the highway. <laughs> the north end of Marshall, <laughs> fifteen hundred people live there. Lashburn, the north end has the golf course, so there's that.
0: Is any major city of a good north end? Winnipeg, no. Regina, north no.
1: North Van isn't bad. There we go. Said north no one ever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, no, it's no East Hastings, but... <laughs> oh,
0: this is the best podcast we've ever recorded.
1: Just crapping on everyone. not much. Where North side of Ottawa is not bad because if you go a little bit further north, you end up in Hull.
0: Northside side of that's, Ottawa is not bad. You're right. That's, Maybe that's, that's just a never Western thing. That's not a good time. Maybe it's a yeah, prairie it's... thing. North side is good nowhere. <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure you got your Brazilian in the north side of Winnipeg.
1: Like old downtown. That was scary. <laughs>
0: Uh, Kenny Shaw will not be back in Saskatchewan. Kyrie Z-Bear will not be back in Ottawa. So teams are making decisions, and the CBA is not done. There's also been a lot of moves. In the front office, that we must get to. First, thank you to ATB Financial for sponsoring this podcast. I have to tell you, the amount of transactions I have done and transfers and all this stuff between December and now for Christmas and New Year's and all this stuff has been absolutely crazy. But I'm not getting slammed with extra fees. They got the all digital checking and savings account, no monthly fee, no minimum balance, unlimited digital transactions, and interact e transfers. It is so nice to be with them. If you want to make the switch, you're in Alberta, atb.com, the no fee, all in account. Go to atb.com to learn more about that. We've talked a lot about the players. Let's transition to. Uh, what's happening in the front office? I, I kind of want to talk about this first. Tory Hunter of the BC Lions gets suspended uh, 90 days. <laughs> and I, I guess this suspension happened in November. So he's already served a, a good amount of this suspension. This is, this is
1: the greatest suspension of all time.
0: Basically, he had some burner accounts. And I guess it was first brought up by the Eskimos in uh, the spring of last year because he was replying to their tweets with, like, some insider information that nobody would know. And I guess the <laughs> investigation showed that Tory Hunter in the BC Lions front office had some burner accounts, and he's not the only person in the CFL. We know that.
1: Like, like, to actually get caught is hilarious. Yeah, that's the funny part. Like, we saw it in the NBA with Colangelo and his wife. <laughs> they had, like, four different ones, and he got busted. Um, you know, uh, Kevin Durant, you know, Skip Bayless replying to himself on Facebook accidentally. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. Uh, you just got to be smarter about it. Um, like, It's not like... It's not like it's hard to pretend to be a – like, why are you giving up information that nobody else would know but you?
0: Yeah, the, like, that's, that's just the stupidest that's just so word. Stupid. What are you thinking?
1: It's, oh, man. It's like saying that, you, that, that, that you're that you somewhere – like, oh, I'm in bed. And then your, your girlfriend texts you, well, I'm right behind you, and you're at the bar. It's like, dude, be smarter. Be smarter. <laughs> yeah, keep your head on a swivel. Yeah, yeah, 180 degrees. So,
0: I'll be honest, I had a burner account. (laughs) The two and out
1: account is my burner account.
0: Is your burner (laughs) (laughs) account? Now, I don't use my burner account for negative uh, purposes anymore. I used to. uh, But I wasn't really good at it because I got my own personal account blocked by CFL players. Uh, but this is, this oh, is like yeah. five years ago. So don't 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 go bringing this up now. But uh, I I admit to my transgressions. I'm not going to tell you the account. It's pretty easy to figure out if you uh, search through uh, Twitter. But come on, what other CFL personalities have burner accounts? Because there's probably three or four dozen of them.
1: There has to be. Tillman definitely has one. Tillman probably has a fake ID so he can, you know,
0: get (laughs) jobs. I'm pretty sure our friend Josh Smith from Potsky Wee Wee wrote an article about this on Three Down Nation. And I think the list begins and ends with Eric Tillman. He might have a dozen himself.
1: Uh, Somebody's got to praise him because... Nobody else's, so so might as well be himself with his burner accounts.
0: I think it would be my favorite CFL story of all time if it turned out Wally Buono had a burner.
1: Oh my God!
0: There, there is zero percent that that's a thing. He doesn't even.
1: He doesn't even know how to use Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I, it's like if you, it's like if you follow Don Cherry's Twitter, it's brutal because all he does is just. Give a rant to a PR person. They just have to type like one of whatever. His, his Twitter's hilarious because
0: you have to click links to like get oh my to God, the full. It's so bad.
1: Full yeah. Rant.
0: Or they'll be like in thirty different parts. Ah, oh,
1: I yeah. love me. Some it's like you know what? I'll just. I'll just watch Coach's Corner and just hate you on Saturday nights. I don't need to hate you during the week.
0: (laughs) Now, we are talking about Eric Tillman, or we were. Um, He will not be returning as general manager in Hamilton as Jim Barker joins the team as a football operations consultant. And then it's widely speculated that Eric Tillman is going to be joining uh, the Schooners front office when things get underway there. So... I mean, they're off to a pretty good start. Tillman's got such a weird resume. The,
1: the gray- Name one team, name one Grey Cup team, or a team that he's taken to the Grey Cup as the GM that he built. Yeah. This is the guy that traded Ricky Ray.
0: Now, I'm not going to pretend that I remember the sequence of events here, but was he the man that brought Kerry Joseph to Saskatchewan, yeah, he, but he was also the man he, that got rid of him. And Joseph went to DJ, Toronto and did don't, nothing.
1: Don't forget DJ Flick. <laughs> hey, um, that's but, a great name. No, and it was a great pickup. But he shows up when you know the team is missing one or two pieces, and he gets right. those pieces. He doesn't. He's never done it. You know, as a build, uh, you know, he, it's. He's like John Gruden. You know, just shows up. Uses everybody else's assets, adds one <laughs> or two pieces, and that's it.
0: Yeah, because I guess he was with the Renegades, and then he was probably mm-hmm. like, you know what, that uh, Kerry Joseph guy, let's bring him to Saskatchewan. Uh, and yep. they ended up getting him in the you know the dispersal draft in two thousand six. So
1: like, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm gl- I'm glad he did it. I'm, I'm you know ecstatic that that the Riders got a great cup in '07 from it. But he's never proven himself as a guy that can build a football team. He shows up when the team is built and just needs a piece or two, and he just he finds those he finds those one or two guys that they need to get them over the hump. He, he he comes to teams that are basically already there. So I I don't I don't know how well it would work with the schooners, but at the same time he would be it would be an expansion draft, and he would have entire rosters to pick from, and he knows the league well enough. I just don't know. How how the build would go with him in charge,
0: and it was such a weird situation in Hamilton. Like he became the GM, but they tried to do it so quietly, so people almost didn't.
1: Like it was. Oh, I wonder. I wonder why that is. Yeah,
0: I I know why. Uh, it's yeah. the whole incident in Regina, but it was they were basically saying that Kent Austin was the GM, and then. Tillman kind of weasel his way in there, but we're not going to talk about it. We're still going to call Kent Austin the GM. and then all Where of are the sudden, president
1: of football ops. And, yeah, you know, it was yeah. There's a whole schmozzle.
0: So, hey, maybe he is the Schooners guy uh, in the near future, and hopefully sooner rather than later, that we hear from the Schooners. And staying with Hamilton, they have announced the rest of their uh, – Uh, front office. Uh, Mark Washington's going to be there, DC. And it does look like Jeff Reinbold is going to be returning to Hamilton after uh, being let go in BC when that new staff came in with uh, Devon Claybrooks and, Others. Uh, let's shift to the Eskimos front office. Uh, Philip Lawley has been named their defensive coordinator. And I know some Eskimo fans are going to be happy regarding some names that uh, have ended up on the coaching staff list uh, cool. for the Eskimos, uh, namely A.J. Gass. I know a lot of Esk's fans are excited about that.
1: Um, all I remember is the 05 Grey Cup when he took an intentional – offside penalty because his team wasn't set and they ended up winning and it just pissed me off more because I was cheering for Montreal <laughs> <laughs> or was that 0-3, whatever, Machocha's rookie year because I just couldn't stand any Machocha and so like total veteran move, great move, got his team regrouped and everything but that's why I hated him so much is because he was so good
0: because he was so good so he's going to be their special teams guy I would like to see Jason Moss get in his face Ooh.
1: <laughs> since, since, like, I'm pretty sure he'd put up more of a fight than the Gatorade bottle, and that Gatorade bottle stood in there for 12 rounds. That
0: Gatorade bottle, oh, it was rope-a-dope Ali all the way, man.
1: It was, it was like Homer just getting punched and just waiting for the guy to tire himself out against Frederick Tatum. <laughs> um, speaking of the Eskimos front office, remember when they released Rob Ralph? yes. So he sent a tweet. This would have been last month. I I texted it to you. We we haven't done a show since it came out. Um, He threw some shade at the Eskimos front office. He did, yep. And I thought it was awesome. And, you know, then former players of the Eskimos, you know, came on Twitter and happened to agree with him and had some, had some names that they called Glenn Rhodes and, you know, but like, To release guys and not, like, there was no, and we we talked about how there was no comment or anything from the team. It just seemed really weird. And then him doing this now just means that, you know, maybe, I I don't know, it just seems like maybe the relationship soured by the end of it. And maybe both, or maybe, well, maybe the team just wanted to totally cut ties. I don't know. I thought it was hilarious, though.
0: Yeah. Uh, anytime people throw shade on Twitter, uh, I like. I'm a big fan of that.
1: It. it, it. Yeah. I just want to grab my popcorn.
0: <laughs> That's exactly what all the gifs are for. Yes, I think it's gifs, but I'll say gifts to make uh, both sides of the coin happy for why that one.
1: Why don't we? Why don't we, why don't don't we ask piece piece the gift king? Oh, Zach Evans. What does he say? Yeah. Yes. What does he say? Because I, I know the guy who created them call, says it's supposed to be pronounced GIF, but it's graphic, image, whatever. So it's a hard G. So it's GIF. Like, let's not kid ourselves. If the guy that creates it uh, yeah. says GIF, it's GIF. No. It's, a, the, it's not graphic. It's graphic. So it's a hard G. But whatever, whatever Zach says to call it, we'll call it from now on.
0: You will call it. I'll say exactly the opposite of what he says.
1: Um, <laughs> no, no, no we're, not talking about, we're not talking about how to spell pierogi. We're talking about how to pronounce a word. Uh, <laughs> jo- oh, oh, happy belated Ukrainian Christmas, by the way. Yes,
0: sir. Happy belated Ukrainian Christmas, my friend. Uh, John Murphy, who left the Saskatchewan Rough Riders after saying, hey, I don't want to take a pay cut. It's uh, speculated that he will end up in Toronto with uh, Jim Pop and Corey Chamberlain and company. So suddenly they got a bit of a, a nice little front office uh, in Toronto. Uh, and his former team, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, extend Chris Jones through 2020, as well as Jeremy O'Day. There were some sort of rumors that uh, NFL teams we're looking at Chris Jones and uh, bringing him down there. I, I don't know uh, what position or in what capacity, but he does sign the extension in Saskatchewan. He does say that he has unfinished business there, but he, the team has gotten better since he signed there, and you're going to have to deal with your favorite coach for the
1: next at least two years, Ty. Yeah. His, his contract extension means absolutely nothing, as we've seen in the past. Uh, he will leave if he gets an option. If he gets an opportunity, it does, so it doesn't really matter. Um, I hate him as a football coach, love him, uh, or not love him, but uh, I don't mind the way that he is able to, to get what he does out of his players. I just don't like the decisions he makes uh, in the management of a game. Um, but yeah, he, he left Edmonton when he was under contract. Uh, you know, he, he it, the, the extension means literally nothing. Uh, you know, he'll be there this year. If he gets an opportunity in the NFL, he'll be gone. I'm sure of it. Uh, you know, O'Day, it's, you know, we talk about it. Continuity in the front office is, is so huge in professional sports. And, and it trickles down. If you have if you have consistency and continuity in your front office, it trickles down to your coaching staff, which trickles down to your roster, and your players. And, and you see what they have in Calgary with the Stampeders. Uh, you know, that front office has been there, been together, you know, whether it was Huffnagel, even when Huffnagel was on the sidelines, he was still the GM. They, they've just been the the picture of perfection for a CFL franchise, you know, getting guys in who nobody's ever heard of um, because they have that network and they have, they have that continuity. Granted, they probably had 30 scouts. Now that'll change with, with the cap, but you know, to have those guys locked up is huge. And like, like in Toronto, you know, continuity, we knew would be an issue Especially with the way the draft went a couple of years ago, when you know they direct, they went through free agency and everything without a GM and without a head coach, uh, you know having pop there with Chamberlain and now John Murphy if he ends up there, if, if that group can stay together, there's a lot of experience uh, in that front office too, and it could be good for the Argos uh, not only on the field but off the field if they can get something going with 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 ticket sales or, or anything like that. Uh, you know, Pop's been around long enough that he might have have some ideas. Uh, that, that could be huge for that franchise as well.
0: There's a lot happening at the CFL meetings this week in Quebec. Uh, rule changes have been proposed. Uh, we'll see uh, what uh, the GMs and the Rules Committee comes up with. I'm sure we're going to be hearing a lot more news over the next couple of weeks, and it's been an impressive off season so far for the CFL. I think one of the criticisms is that uh, things go silent, and I really don't think the news has stopped since after Grey Cup. It has been absolutely nonstop, and I mean, that's part of what uh, Ambrose is trying to do here. He calls it a business season in the off season. Uh, at these meetings, they Uh, announced that uh, the CFL is committing over $4 million to amateur football in Canada, but he has also come up with the CFL 2.0, wants to go um, international, and that all starts actually this Sunday. It is January, let's see here, uh, the 13th in Mexico City. Apparently, there's going to be at least two representatives from every CFL team, and there's going to be a combine with 51 Mexican players down there, and every team is going to be able to pick four of them. It's not really clear right now in what capacity they're going to be on rosters, if they're going to straight up go to the CFL team if they're going to be on sort of an international nag list or something like that, but the Combine's happening on Sunday and teams are going to be able to pick players starting Monday. This has all happened, I feel like, quite fast, and I can't really see anything bad happening out of this.
1: No, it's exposure. Uh, You know, you're giving more – it may be creating more jobs. Like, like, you know, do, do they expand rosters? If we're going to, if they're going to add, uh, you know, four draft picks is, are the rosters going to expand a little bit, which could create jobs, which, you know, the PA will like it's their union jobs are good. Um, you know, and the international exposure, like I said, um, you know, the big thing, ticket, ticket sales and attendance isn't where it used to be. It, it is on a little bit of a decline, you know, here and there. It's a roller coaster. Uh, but the more eyes you can get on the league, whether it's going to be this draft and, you know, somebody gets drafted from this Mexican, the Mexico combine, and they end up playing in the league. Well, you know, now you're going to have a whole nother country who might be a little more interested uh, in the CFL because they're going to want to watch, uh, you know, guys from their hometown or, or their country play, play professional football, which could be a huge asset for uh, the CFL.
0: And uh, I, I, I'm just assuming there's, got to be some just great athletes all over the world and this is a start to you know start attracting these uh, players to the CFL so I'm interested to see uh, where this goes and you know how much we get to see from these players either from this combine or you know in the future if, if they're going to have a spot at training camp and things like that I mean there's There's athletes all over the world, and some of them just don't get the chance to show what they can do. So uh, I think this is a really uh, awesome thing. And talking about combines, the one has happened in Canada every March during CFL week over the past two years. One in Winnipeg, one in Regina. But now with the uncertainty of the CBA, it looks like it was tentatively supposed to be in Ottawa, the CFL week. But that has been kiboshed, and I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how can they expect all these players of the CFL to show up when all of the offseason bonuses have been taken away? Why would they do anything extra if they're not getting paid for anything right now? You sound like me? You're not getting paid, or oh, you mean the podcast?
1: Yeah, like why would I do any extra? <laughs>
0: Hey, I sent you an e-transfer the other day. Thanks, ATB. (laughs) (laughs) But it looks like CFL week is not going to happen this year. Uh, Obviously, the combine is still going to happen. The draft is still going to happen. But... I, I don't know if it's going to have the same coverage as it has the past two mm. seasons. I hope it does. Uh, guys like Marshall Ferguson do amazing work to cover the draft class every year. Dwayne Ford. But hopefully the draft, yeah, and uh, gets just as much attention this season in the cloud mm. of uh, the CBA uncertainty.
1: Well, and by the time the draft hits, the CBA might be ratified. Uh, it might be done. Uh, we, we don't, like... I haven't heard anything from Mount Trombon on Twitter or nothing or anything like that to see how um, how things are going. Um, if 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 everything's done and and good to go, I, I think the draft coverage will be be the same. It'll be a little different without the CFL Week, uh, just in terms of you know people around. I think, uh, but at the same time, the the, the draft is going to go with or without a CBA. Uh, we've seen it, in all the other leagues happen as well. When they don't have CBAs, and they they lock out players, they still have their drafts. Um, you know, teams are still going to be the, the 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 CFL draft is super important because you need to draft the the team with the good Canadian depth is usually the team that's able to win. Um, so you know, if if it doesn't have the same coverage it did last year, I mean, Twitter with with Marshall Ferguson and and TSN guys like Dwayne Ford, uh, who you know is keeps up to date on on draft status and and all that stuff. You know, if if you can find stuff on Twitter or or on the TSM website and stuff like that, it it can be a little bit easier to follow us. I don't think um, it'll be the same. I don't know what you would call it. (sighs) The same, I don't want to say tenacity because that's just the wrong word, but like with the CFL week there, it was really, I wouldn't say overloaded, but it was just, it always seemed that you could get something uh, you know people were tweeting about it there was a little more coverage it might not be the same without the CBA
0: we are a part of the Alberta podcast network powered by ATB I think we'll be back in two weeks we'll have a, a show in two weeks and then two weeks after that and then all of a sudden free agency opens and I don't know how different free agency is going to be this year if the CBA is not figured out I uh, we might be
1: with- I have I have a I have a uh, I have a request, a request to propose since since uh free agency opens on February twelfth.
0: Okay, and we got another wedding to attend on February sixteenth. Yeah. So,
1: so maybe for the second time in two and out history. We're not I'm not saying live show. Live in Lloyd we Minster. Able, we might be able to record in this same room.
0: Live in Lloyd Minster. We we need a venue. Yeah we'll,
1: The Vic Juba. No, 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 no. no. Bo Diddley's. We'll go to Bo's. Or we could do it at the wedding reception.
0: Hey, that'd be fun. I don't know if anybody would listen, but I'd have fun.
1: Yeah, it's not about them.
0: (laughs) Uh, Shout out to two new podcasts joining the Alberta Podcast Network. The Read Along, uh, actually hosted by a husband and wife team of Scott and Anita, Uh, this is really cool. It's kind of like a mini book club for your ears with a married couple. I cannot imagine doing a podcast with my wife. Well, I mean, you and I are kind of a married couple. Uh,
1: Let's not start that. (laughs) I I knew where you were going with it, and I had to shoot that down right away because the plan was for us to get – if we weren't married by 30, we were going to get married just for the tax breaks.
0: You know what, man? I expected more from the tax breaks.
1: (laughs) It's not all it's cracked up to be. I expected to not be single at thirty, but here we are.
0: Although, if you would marry, if you would have married me before they made the tax changes with uh, income splitting, I really don't want to get into this in the podcast. But that <laughs> would really have benefited us because you probably make yep. triple that I make, so that
1: <laughs> we we would have been well
0: off. We would have been. You're totally right. Uh, also, otherwise. And I don't know how they feel about getting shouted out after that conversation. But uh, otherwise, there's a variety <laughs> podcast dedicated to empowering diverse communities living in Treaty 6 Territory, uh, So many great podcasts. And it just goes to show because, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six of podcasts in the Alberta Podcast Network are all nominees in the Canadian Podcast Awards. So check out all the shows at albertapodcastnetwork.com.
1: I have a feeling we are not one of those six.
0: We're not, we're not one of those six.
1: <laughs> Weird. Weird. <laughs> uh,
0: although in the sports category, tight ends. Uh, by Vonda just an absolutely amazing uh, name for a podcast uh, they're nominated in uh, the sports category maybe we can win one of these awards eventually they happen February 23rd in Toronto. Uh, I'm Travis Cura he's Brazilian Thai We'll talk to you in two weeks. Happy 2019 Thanks for listening. find more great shows like this at CF pod Network on Twitter.